The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast, is with me, as is News Talk's own Sue Murphy, to talk about Masters of the Let's wait. Let's actually build up to Masters of the Air. I'm too excited. Why are you that excited? Uh, why am I excited? Serena, do you pay any attention to what I say every week? Not really. But I am also trying to understand why there's such a love for the war stuff. Because that is the only thing. The cast is amazing, but yeah. I'm put off by the fact that it's about war. Oh, uh, Because I think there's just something, despite the fact that we're domesticated, there's something yeah. deep inside our souls that kind of yearns for battle. And this way we get to do it vicariously. Because this you know? tells us more about... Without it, else. without it, we'd like be lacing up our boots and be invading Germany. Wait, you know? Well, that is yeah. true. Yeah, you yeah, know, so be thankful. Okay. Germans in particular be thankful we have this, you know? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll get a complaint from the embassy. Instead, <laughs> let's start with something else. Let us start with... Uh, greatest Night, Serena. What is this about? Oh, this is so The good. Greatest Night in Pop is the yeah. full title. Oh, yes. Yes. So this is on Netflix. It's an hour and 37 minutes. It's a documentary about, you know, we all know about Feed the World, regardless of whether you were born in 1984 or after, every kid knows Feed the World because that's a Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. Well, it comes out every Christmas. We Are the World was the follow-on to that. But a lot of people don't know about it because one, it's American and two, it's not a country, it's not a Christmas or a, a holiday song. So it doesn't get played. This is the documentary that looks behind that one night because they only had one night to make this song. Where Do you know We Are The World? You're both yeah. looking at me blankly. No, I'm just like, I don't, I'm thinking in my clue. head, We Are The World. Do you not know We Are The World? No, yeah. it's it huge children. in Australia. Oh, oh yeah, song. sorry, that song, yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Lionel Richie. My singing debut there on air. <laughs> Yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no. Tina Turner, like, there were all these legends in the room that night. Basically, Harry Belafonte saw what um, happened in the UK with Feed the World and they went, come on, we need to be doing something. He called on um, Lionel Richie, who called on Quincy Jones and um, Michael Jackson and said, let's do something. And it's just, it's such a fascinating documentary where you are brought into this room. Basically, Michael and Lionel had a month to get the song together. Then they decided the night of the American Music Awards, everyone would be in town. So you didn't have to fly people in. You didn't have to coordinate all these schedules. They all got together and they went into this room. No after parties. Like Lionel Richie was hosting. He won six. You forget how big Lionel Richie was. He won six or seven American Music Awards. And he was hosting. Like, was he just like handing the words to himself? I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't win any. Just reading it out. (laughs) Not not giving it to him. Lionel Richie. (laughs) He won six or seven on the night. But it it is fascinating. And there's some talk heads as well. So you've got the likes of um, Bruce Springsteen turning up and talking about it. Also, because they were making the video on the same day, there were a lot of cameras in the room. Okay. So there's all this footage that you may not have seen before. And there was a music journalist who was there and he was recording on his, remember the cassette tapes? He had a whole heap of stuff on cassette tapes that's never been um, out there before. And I have to say, I got chills watching. I mean, you're seeing a young... It was sad because a lot of these artists, there's about 10 who aren't with us anymore, the likes of Tina Turner. Um, but then it was really sweet as well. You got to see um, line, uh, Stevie Wonder being really cheeky and really funny. Mm. And I just think it, it's such a gorgeous, gorgeous film. Um, you find out that why Prince really didn't take part in this as well. Like him and Michael did have a bit of beef and... He he just, he was uncomfortable. I forgot about him. that war. 
<laughs> Do you yeah. remember? And, like, there was no Madonna in this. Like, you're looking at this. This is 1985. They chose Cindy Lauper over Madonna. Did they think Madonna was going to be a one-hit wonder? Mm. It is on Netflix. It's it really is good. a series or a one-off? It's a one-off. Okay. It's 97 minutes long and it's well worth it. And have your tissues as well because I, I shed some tears. All right. The Greatest Night in Pop. It is on Netflix. Right. Foreplay over. Let's talk about Masters <laughs> in the Air. Let's take a listen. Did you even know? <laughs> Flag stopped. You know what that means, boys. Okay. Get ready, fellas. Roger that, Major. Command pilot to tail. What do you see back there? I can't get a read on the 349. They're still way back. Clevin's group is close and tight with us. Roger that. Keep an eye out for enemy fighters. Any second now, boys. Keep your eyes peeled. Top search and crew, 12 o'clock high. Fighters! Masters of the Air. It is on Apple TV. I'm so excited. James Dempsey tried to dampen my excitement. I was listening to him on Sean Moncrief earlier in the week. What was I just wasn't having it. Oh. Turned it off. A lot of Can't people listen have to that, said James. That, though. A yeah. lot of people said it's a slow burner. Yeah. It's Look, not, people I, with bad taste. Go on, it's Sue. It's not even that it's a slow burner. They do a lot of setup. Should we tell people what it is yes, about? Yes, what it's about. Sorry. So it's based on Donald um, Elmer's um, book and it's it's about the I don't get the right thing. The US Eighth Air Force, um, and it was told to the the men that they're called the Hundredth, um, and they went. They were based in Suffolk, but they used to go on these missions to bomb in Europe. And this is said in 1943. So it starts with their first mission out of Suffolk, and they're going into Bremen. I think is the first mission. Then they head to Norway. So it's just kind of it follows them on the base, and then when they go out in these missions, um, it's very. There is a lot of like the first few minutes was like a 1940s bar and you can you can hear the music now I'm setting this mm, right yeah. you hear the music they're all wearing you know the RAF kind of jackets RAF I always go back to RAF yeah, the Air anyway, Force yeah. the Air Force um, and they all look great and they all have a girl that they're coming home to and they're like don't you go dying on me buck and all this stuff and you're oh. a bit like oh I love it and then you're in the plane and you're like bang. you're bang in the plane and you're like oh and if you feel like it's nearly been set up as yeah, this is what you know, isn't it? This is what we've always shown you in these things, but this is the reality of it. And even things like watching them just flying the plane is insane because you're like, if that happened to me in a plane now, I'd be in bits. Like we think about turbulence and all of us like grab her. Like these guys are just like, oh, they're, they're, you know, the engine's gone. My second engine's gone. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a crash line. And they're just like cool as a breeze. You're like, how would they, how would they manage it to do this? Like there's somebody in the back like holding their head going, oh my God. And you're like, I'm that person. Like, how's that? You know, and this one guy who like, he gets airsick all the time. Crosby is his name and he gets sick all the time and he keeps going on these missions where he's like charting flying and he's getting sick into hats and everything in the back of your what are they you have doing? No, do they have no choice? Is that part of the thing? They have no choice to be there. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, no, you would have signed up voluntarily but you had to fly 25 missions to to, to see out your contract effectively. And then they upped that actually uh, in 1944 they upped it to 30 missions and then 35 missions by the end of the war. Yeah, of course you're much more likely taken. to survive by, you know, it was easier to last 35 missions yeah. by 1945 than like 25 missions in 1943 was pretty like, horrendous. And they used to fly during the day. The that, US. Was like, that was the big RAF thing RAF would fly this. at night much harder to hit your targets. US Air Force would fly during the day much easier to hit your targets much, but much easier to be, to be shot down. I've actually never seen you this excited. Oh, I'm like, so, so yeah, sorry for it. sit back and just like yeah. talk about this so for the next yeah. minutes. It looks fantastic. The cast. This dog, oh, Austin Butler. 
I'm sorry. So he, like... This is a great story. He actually he's he is playing a character. <laughs> going to the review. He plays, he, Tell us about this. Uh, he's, he sounds like Elvis because it was a week after Elvis. Yeah. And he couldn't shed the, but he the can't, voice. He yeah. has, you know, the little matchstick and he just looks like Elvis. You're like, you really aren't able to shake that at yeah. all, right? He's kind of, the, you know, he's the pretty boy. The whole thing is hooked around. You know, you've got other majors and everything. Obviously, Barry Hogan is one of the main guys in it as well. He's another guy's fine. He's one of the, the pilots as well. But he's kind of, Austin Butler is kind of the one they centre themselves around, you know, and he's the cool guy. He's always like sitting back in the pubs and everyone wants to hang around with him and that kind of thing. I would watch all of the war scenes in this back to back to back to back. I wouldn't even care about watching the base. The war scenes are shot so mm. brilliantly. You feel like you're in the plane. And at one point I just went, <gasps> Like I properly gasped and I was like, I was just in it. I was in the, pl- and, and they get shot like the right, left, right side. Yeah. But they're just so like, yeah, it's just going on as cool as a breeze. So, you know, I mean, Bremen was a disaster mission. They had to pull back. The targets were off and um, they didn't know where it was. And they, I think they lost, was it three planes that went down? I think they lost 30 men in the first mission. They come back and it's just Is kind it of a pointless. True story? It's a yeah, based yeah, on true it's story. True. And actually Max Hastings has a brilliant piece, if you haven't read it in the Sunday Times about it, and he was talking about how, how accurate it is. Yeah. He said he wanted to see more RAF because it was more of an interaction with the RAF and the bases but he said in terms of what they actually show on those missions it's very very accurate I just think this is great like I was a big fan of Band of Brothers I haven't seen Pacific but I presume uh, Pacific, Pacific is kind of it's okay Pacific focused a lot more on the kind of their backstories and the I guess the humanity behind it all Band of Brothers I'm re-watching Band of Brothers in anticipation of this hard, though. it's so uh, sad so it's I'm, I'm so halfway sad. I'm up to Bastogne yeah. episode 6 my favourite episode yeah I can't oh, do it Jesus. I just can't so Good. No, and I made the mistake of watching it when I was really sick once, and I was like, "Why did you do this?" Because I was the miserable then. Best TV show ever made. <laughs> no, it's fantastic, and I can like honestly, I would be into this. I'd be like you as well. I'd be into this. My grandfather actually served in the Second World War, and he was on the the beach as a DJ. Oh. No, no, he wasn't a Nazi. I just like, sorry, ma'am, he was not. He was a Nazi. on the be- defending the beaches. <laughs> he was actually. He just uh, always say he was on the beaches. He was on the beaches. Oh, really? And it yeah. was hard to take them. Well, he was actually. Well, anyway, he was on the beaches. He was on the beaches. We'll just leave it at that. Military police. And oh wow! He never spoke about it. Never talked about it. Never wanted to discuss it. So never read about it. Yeah, never. I just, I, we've seen the middles. So yeah. um, never spoke. And about how, did you have you learned anything about him through other people? Nope. Or his experience. Never, my, my dad spoke to him once about a guy that he had to arrest in Belfast. My mother's going to kill me for telling yeah. the story. He had to arrest a guy in Belfast and bring him. Um, I was it bring him on a train down. I think they had to bring him through Dublin. Yeah. And they got locked with you. He had he ran tied to him. Yeah. Got, the two of them got locked on the train and the <laughs> And that's the only story. That's, he ever his, that's about his World War II story. <laughs> he never spoke about it again. Wow. Yeah. So and my great grandfather served in the First World War. He was honoured to be discharged. He had a medal and everything. So oh, so yeah. great stories. I know. I, I wish I knew more about it. Yeah. But like, when you see these kind of things, you're just like, God, it's no wonder they didn't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, these guys were literally just surviving. Absolutely surviving. I assume I don't know because uh, I'm I haven't started watching this. I'm letting the episodes build up a bit. Yeah. Um, There's only three in the player, I think, actually. At the moment. Um, so what was great about Band of Brothers is every episode would start with the actual people. Remember that? Oh, Remember yeah. we used to speak to them, the no, real people. They don't do that, so no. they're they're all dead, I guess, are they? Unless Every, they do the thing dead. at the end. Well, I put yeah. there, but they probably do a thing at the end. I would like to see the true story about it. Yeah. It's amazing but, in Band of Brothers how but, they do I, that. But that's like it's so accurate. It's hard to take away that this isn't a doc. Like the, the battle scenes are the best I've ever seen in a movie in terms of like the planes flying and everything. It's just so, you're going to love it. Oh, you're going to absolutely love it. Cannot so, wait. So good. Yeah. Cannot wait. <laughs> anyway, Masters of the Air, three episodes are up on there's Apple two TV. Episodes, I think there was another one going okay. up today or tomorrow. Okay. It's maybe tomorrow. But um, yeah, there's two up already. All right. Uh, 
this is completely different. Queer Eye. <laughs> the, latest, wow. the latest season is back. Season eight we're up to? Yeah, season eight. Um, I When I heard it was back, I was just like, oh, really? Do we Exact same more? format it's as season exact, one? Exact same no format. Okay. And the reason why I think, because I did, I went in really cynical going, we've seen this before. Is it the same five again. guys? Same five, yep. but not next season, because Bobby Burke, who's the interior design guy, who there's a lot of memes about because he's the one that really does all of the work, <laughs> um, he left because oh. he thought season eight was the final season, but then the actor's strike happened and Netflix didn't have a lot of um, new content, so they signed them up. They all said they were leaving. They got a new contract. They went, we're coming back. He went, I've set my life up for life after Queer Eye. So he's not coming back for season nine. Season nine. Yeah, season nine's (laughs) going to be um, set in Vegas. As I said, I went in going, oh, I don't know. I've seen this before. I don't need it. Yet I cried through every episode. I felt good through every episode. It's not about changing the person per se. It's about getting that person or the people who are in it have lost themselves a little bit, mm. have given themselves away to everybody else and not necessarily to themselves. And it's just about finding their shine self-love, again. Self-love, a bit of yeah, self-love. But not like that mm, bit of self, like realistic self-love and just, you know, yeah. shining in their own best version. And yeah, I, that's I love really it. Nice. Do you like it? Yeah, yeah I, I am a big fan of it. I actually said to Serena, I'm really bad because I watched the story at the start and then I'm like, fast forward to the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> so I miss it in the chunk in the middle, but I'm like, I'm happy about this. Okay, oh. we're almost out of time. Serena, Argyle, okay, what is it? Really quickly, Matthew Vaughan's new one cast includes Henry Cavill, um, Ariana DeBose, Samuel L. Jackson, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, John Cena, um, Dua Lipa makes oh, yeah? her acting debut oh, yeah. in this. This is ridiculous. I'll just say okay. that it's it's actually, it's a bad ridiculous, which is hilarious okay. if you're in the mood for it. It's two hours and 19 minutes long, does not need to be that. <laughs> if it was oh. an hour, oh, you've lost if me. it was an hour and 50, <laughs> it'd be perfect. Yeah. But it is, if you let yourself go with the ridiculousness, you'll enjoy this. It's a bit of fun at the cinema. Probably should have been out in summer because it's more like a yeah. summer blockbuster. But anyway, if you're looking for an action, that might be for you. That's in cinemas. I should have said yeah. Queer Eyes on Netflix as well. Um, Blackshore. Yeah, starting on RTE on Sunday. Any um, good? Yeah, it is actually. I, I, it's one of those things that when you see a detective, you're like, here we go. She has her demons. She's returning to her old town. Mm, She's wearing a leather jacket. She's her hands in her pockets in every single scene. Why do you need to always have your hands in your pockets? <laughs> your pockets? Because you, you have know, pockets. And as women, yeah. we don't usually have pockets. Oh, in our here we go. <laughs> Basically, she returns home to investigate the murder of somebody that she knew when she was living in the area, but she's not friends with them or anything like that. She just, she gave her a job once, I think is the story. But it's basically her facing her demons about what happened to her family. And you're kind of being really, really like it's been revealed over the first episode. Okay. It's actually like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, like I got to the end of the first episode. And it's like, yeah, I'll watch the rest of that. So when is it on? It's on Sunday nights at the half nine on RT1. Sounds good. Serena and Sue, thank you both very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.